just read stories. I'm Beatrice Reed, and I'm happy to join you once again in conversation about topics that are relevant to our time. And uh, a lot is happening, and it is supposed that we know (laughs) what is happening, but we don't know. We don't know everything. So that's why we talk to each other. And we bend the ideas around and we exchange points of view. It doesn't matter. I really want to stress this. You don't have to agree. Just listen and take it all in and analyze it for yourself. And then you come to an opinion. That opinion may come to you Uh, within days or maybe even instantly. But you should listen to what is being offered to you. And that is the essence of really good communication. People say things, we listen, then we respond, they listen. Hopefully we both gain something from the exchange. All right, so what am I talking about today? What are we talking about today? Well, I should mention that uh, that song by Nina Simone uh, comes from her 1967 album, Silk and Soul. I just love it. It's a great album. I love everything that Nina Simone ever did. Uh, She has a way of interpreting lyrics and uh, her sense of music, the musicality in her own head. I don't know how she figures it out, but that's the mark of a great musician. You you figure things out, how they sound, and then you make them sound that way. All right, so the question I'm asking today is something we call American values. You've heard the expression 500 million times, I'm sure, about American values. What are these American values that people are talking about? Do you have any idea? Who concocted these values and propagated them so that if you're living within the confines of the United States of America, the geographic confines of the United States of America, you are supposed to have these values. And we are not sure about where they come from? What do they reflect? How are they supposed to shape a nation into a mass of people all thinking and doing the same thing, adhering to the same standards, and of course reflecting the same culture? What are these values that I keep hearing about? 
I'd love to know. So if you happen to know what American values are, this is a good time to share. Enlighten us about what American values are. What are the purposes of such values? What are they used for? And what should we expect? How do we expect to be measured according to these values? Are you in line with American values? Or are you falling short? (laughs) Or do you have a different idea about values? But don't, don't kid yourself. This is very serious stuff. The identity of an entire nation, as is the identity of nations around the world, are shaped by values. Have you, in your lifetime so far, have you been conscious of these values? Have you inculcated good old or fashioned American values? Are you in step with American values, whatever they are? Are you able to tell me what American values are? Are you able to tell us how you can determine when somebody is not upholding American values? What is to be done with them? Eight 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 seven four four eight 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 is the number to call to talk about American values. What is the purpose of American values? What is the use of American values? How is it, how are these values, I should say, incorporated in our notion of national identity? Is there a conflict? Because you first have to accede to the idea that you are American in order to have really true American values. Wouldn't you think? Yes, I'm stirring the pot. <laughs> 888-874-4888 is the number to call to expound, to tell us a thing or two about American values. Of what use are they? What are they used for? How do we know that we are dealing with an issue or a question concerning values? What do we, where do we get these values? How do they shape us individually, even as a group, a member of any particular group, and certainly as a part of our so-called national identity? Or is it that you don't have any value? <laughs> 
Do you have any values? <laughs> have you yet bought into values, American values? If so, tell us about your experience with American values. Where has it taken you? 888-874-4888. We start with Gwen from New York. You're on the air. Wow. What a, what a pregnant statement you just made. Um, I tell you, American values reminds me of the other, of its sister statement. Uh, I remember when Giuliani was the mayor and, and they kept saying how he was quote unquote cleaning up the city. And I'd say, but I never saw any trash on Fifth Avenue. Like I just, you know, I didn't know that we had such a trash problem. So American values, in my opinion, is, is a very, uh, as I said, pregnant phrase, which, which is packed with prejudice. And it is uh, a, a feeling of our moral superiority over others. And when I heard it the most was after 9-11. You know, they're just not like us. They don't have our values. And, you know, no one is ever able to tell me what exactly our values were. But I kept hearing it, uh, particularly after 9-11, uh, when we would talk about uh, materialism and capitalism and the craziness that uh, I was hearing that, that was uh, linked into so-called American values. Because I think when you would first hear that, maybe you would, you would think about, you know, the Constitution. You might think about independence. You might think about, you know, uh, fighting for a good cause. But, in fact, it really is, uh, in my opinion, uh, a phrase that is tied into capitalism. It's tied into us being uh, superior over others, uh, us having uh, moral values where others have none. And um, it's like a click when you hear people say it. And, you know, you either kind of, I, I never feel comfortable when I hear it. I, I never know exactly what people are talking about. But it's kind of like a wink, wink, nod, nod phrase. You know, you're, you're either in this, this, uh, this little club here or you're not. And it kind of reminds me of what I was talking to you about the other day. And that is that I feel that American values have been, uh, are at a place where mostly we, we um, tie ourselves into, uh, as I said, a, a moral superiority. But also uh, it it's, it's, uh, has a sideline right, ne- right next to it, and that's that mafioso mentality of getting whatever we want, however we want to take it. If we want it, we're going to take it, and that's because we have our American values. And um, I you know, I don't like to uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater either. I think that there should be, should always be a moral uh, focus and compass on trying to better ourselves uh, individually and as a nation. And I don't want to get that cynical about it. I think it's important to have, as a country, we should have American values, but we should probably talk when somebody says that. Maybe we should answer that phrase with what, what do you think American values are? What, what is it you're talking about? Are you talking about a small group of people that have a whole bunch of junk that, uh, that they're willing to go to the mat and kill other people for? Is that what we're talking about? We're talking about other countries that it doesn't matter if we bomb the hell out of them because, you know, they're, they're uh, quote unquote third world countries, but it, 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 it's, it's so filled with hypocrisy. And uh, and I often feel that it's it's something that people fall back on when they don't know what else to say. 
because they they feel I, I think I think often people feel unsure about their values. They don't they don't know what to say anymore, so they just cling to what they know, uh, what's what's in front of them. But I think it's um, it's it's a very um, mysterious phrase for a lot of people, and lots and lots of people don't fit into uh, what they call uh, quote unquote American values. I don't think I fit in. Well, do you agree with the idea that to have American values, you might have devoted some time to sorting out what being American means if you are going to have American values? You have to be comfortable that you are an American. What does that mean? What What does that identity give you? I, I I don't I don't know what it gives to other people. I know for me, you know, I'm born in America, so I I, I am I, I'm an American and I feel American. I mean, I feel that this is my only home. This is the only home I've ever known. But I don't think that. Um, I think when I hear people talk about it, um, it's never attached to any any history. It's never like they never attach it to anything more than. Can you buy a big house? Can you live more comfortably? Can you have a bunch of junk? And and it's so, it was almost as crazy as when George Bush, uh, you know, when we, after 9-11, George Bush said the best thing you can do for your country is to go out and buy a bunch of junk. And it was so upsetting for me because we had just been bombed. And, and, uh, and, and the answer was buy more stuff. That, that was the answer. I, I mean, how hollow how hollow can any words ring that that, that would and how wrong could that be that wasn't going to solve our problem that wasn't going to even get near solving the problem and yet that's what the answer was and that's that's kind of how i feel about that 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 phrase american values go out and buy more junk because we live in this um you know capitalistic uh addictive society where you know that's what's supposed to make you feel good and we only really worry about feeling good from from moment to moment we don't worry about the whole picture too much and um so i think it's a a really um empty catchphrase for a small group of people so how do you define that phrase american values well you know you if you seriously Seriously, without any cynicism around it, if you ask me what I thought American values should be a long time ago, maybe when I was you know much younger, I guess I would I would have attached it to um, a value of fighting for what you think is uh, good and um, and and being being willing to. Um, um, take on uh, powers that be, uh, big powers that be, because of you, you were fighting for independence. You were fighting for freedom, real freedom, not, not freedom to buy a bunch of junk, freedom. Um, and I think that should have been an American value, but I don't think that enters at all into the picture at all. I don't, I don't think there's enough people in this country that uh, think about our history at all. As 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 complicated as it is, you know, it's complicated. It's ugly. It's bloody. It's really, really bloody. And and yet, there was also some really good things that were that were uh, 
coming out of it too. There was philosophies that were that were um, coming to light that had never happened in other places in the world before this experiment called America. And so, you know, there were some good things, um, but we, I feel that we've become so dumbed down and so easy to to nourish with a couple of little sugar tricks that. We don't really look at that anymore. We, we don't think about those things. And, you know, I guess that um, maybe the reason why my political leanings are left, not synthetic left, left, uh, are because I still believe that on so many levels we have those battles to, to keep fighting. You know, we still, we still have to solve uh, um, the dilemma of, of slavery. Yeah, it's still with us. It's, it's, it's the remnants are with us. And, and and what are we going to do to pay people back who who were who did all that labor for free? Um, how about all the psychological damage that's happened? You know, so these are still things that we have to uh, address that we we're not finished addressing. And I think a lot of people with sincerity have stepped up to, up to the plate and tried to address it too. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to see everything as one uh, big negative that there is no positive in anything because i think there there is positive but it's really really hard because it's so much easier to become uh the uh glob onto the group and not question anything and uh you know when you question things that's when that's when the boat starts to rock and that's when you know you can really get into trouble um and more and more in our society, we live in a society where we, we do a lot of group thinking. We don't do a lot of individual thinking. But if you, if you go back and you look at the history of America and the few people that came over that wanted to establish a new country or they wanted to start here fresh, something new, um, they were independent thinkers. A lot of them, they were certainly not perfect, but they were independently thinking. They, they wanted to have a chance. I mean, if you lived in England at that time, Whatever it is your father did for a living, that's all you could do. You were not going to be anything more than that. And, you know, a funny thing about capitalism is as much as uh, we bang it all over the place, uh, people like my father, who was so amazingly poor, both my parents, so incredibly poor as children, they would have never, dad would have never been able to be um, um, successful if there wasn't capitalism. I'm not talking about runaway capitalism. My dad is a small builder. He started out by building uh, a one house, gave out 100 handwritten postcards. I'm not kidding you. And um, he, he did it. He, he made it. And, uh, you know, without a system of capitalism, if he had uh, if his family continued to live in England, he, he, well, they would have had to keep doing whatever the father and the grandfather were doing because that's how it is. There's a really great book called Jude the Obscure, which I think is a wonderful um, story about what was what was going on at the, in, in those times and how there really was, you know, there was no chance to uh, to have anything other than what your father had, even if you were brilliant like Jude was in the book. No, no chance for him. He had to stay being a, you know, I think his father was a mason or something. So, you know, I think there is the American dream. I think it's okay for us to have it. I don't think we have to slam it all over the place. But I think we need to be very, very careful about words like, you know, um, the phrases we're using. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit uh, out of it because of this stupid COVID. Yeah, it's okay. But, American values. That's what we're talking about. Well, you got to start it. Can you believe it? I know what we're talking uh, about. You got to start And, and uh, we will come back to this subject 
a couple more times because uh, we just we just uh, loosening up the top the the, the top layer today. <laughs> but thanks for getting us started. Thank you so much Thank for you. calling in. Bye bye. Thanks. Ed, what to you does the phrase "American values" mean? Is Ed there? I guess not. Are you there, Ed? Okay, we'll move on. 888-874-4888. We're talking about American values today. What does that mean? What what does that conjure up in your mind? And what do you put behind it? What uh what do what makes you stand on that phrase? 888-874-4888. So there's all that noise going on there. What's going on? What is on? Am I being heard? We have a little difficulty here today with our phones. Ed from Queens, are you on? Okay. Yeah, well, you lost me. Okay. okay, Ed, we're hearing you, but in a very muffled way. Hello, is that better? Much better. <laughs> How you doing? Much, I much better. Away, unfortunately. Yes. I just got back. Yeah. Uh, American values. Um, presently, I think they're non-existent. Uh, as far as them being any concrete. Uh, barometer to judge of the American experience of being an American on. American values, like I believe Bun was saying, that they're closely tied to capitalism. They have to do with how much money you've inherited or you can steal, because that's the only two ways I believe that uh, the, the, the people, that the powers that be make it in this country. I believe they're transactual based on uh, whatever the, the political climate or the national climate is. Uh, things like individualism, democracy, uh, mediocrity, independence, they, they all, in, a, in the American experience, as far as my, uh, my understanding of it, all relate to wealth and how you position yourself in the American society. And being African-American, I, I can look at it from the other side as far as never being allowed to be quote-unquote white and have those and implement those values to stand, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I made this alone. The independence to come and go as, as I please. These are all ideas of Americans. Malcolm makes sense. Free, white, and 21. It, it means there's something different in America. So the American value experience, I believe, is false. I believe it relates specifically to capitalism and profit. And I believe they're transactional. They, they can be one thing one way, one day, and they can be something entirely different the next, as long as that difference promotes the wealth of the nation. Where do you place yourself with that phrase, American values? 
no, I'm not an American. I don't consider myself to be an American citizen. I consider, I consider myself to be a citizen of the world living in America. Yeah. I'm only consider America by location, but not by not by any inherent belonging to. Even though my my ancestors, my people, so to speak, have went to build this nation, I believe, and I've told you before, I believe this nation owes a greater debt to the Afro- African American population at large. But personally, I don't feel any affiliation or fidelity with this American experience. Well. On let's say on on national holidays like the Fourth of July, um, do you feel that you have a part of that to celebrate? The Fourth of July means nothing to me. I am a prescriber to the Frederick Douglass speech. It means nothing to me. What to the what to what to me is the meaning of the Fourth of July? Fourth of July. It means nothing to me. I have a shirt that I wear every year. So if if you don't have a national identity, if you don't subscribe to the notion of a national identity, and you have a highly individualized interpretation of, of that phrase, how do you manage to work with other people who are not nearly at your level of figuring something out about as to who they are and what it means to be American? Well, when it comes to working with other people, I concentrate on causes. I concentrate on, on changing prevailing conditions. I don't get too into the philosophical or political or religious or moral aspects other than the fact as to how they affect the immediate situation that we are addressing at large. If we have a problem in the neighborhood, for example, with garbage or with, uh, with, with street lights or things like that, I address the problem. I don't care who you are or what you believe. If you're willing to work with me and you have, you have a good uh, ideas and strategies as how to address a problem, and we can, uh, we can arrive at a, 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 good, uh, a good solution, I work with anybody, but my personal and my my personal and my moral beliefs are mine. And as long as you don't go against them blatantly, or do something that I don't that I find morally offensive or morally repulsive, or or intellectually uh, repulsive, I can work with you. I mean, I, I can look beyond that. I'm I'm a grown up. I can look beyond. I can disagree with you, but I can come to a consensus to where we can work to make our environment better. I don't got to love you. I just got to work with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a very practical approach. Thank you so much, Ed, for calling in and contributing today. Mohammed from New York, you're on the air. What is this notion of American values, and what does it mean to you? Oh, this is what it means to me. First of all, I hope all is well. and All is well. Hope Brother David is recuperating. Okay. Oh, he's doing better than that. He is participating at full speed. Very good, very good. Okay, first of all, a value is something that is important to you or one. Now, the values of America, not necessarily mine, is domination, 
control, pursuit of profit, exploitation, and feelings of exceptionalism. And my value inside all this is the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of developing my gifts so I can contribute something to this society. Am I still there? Yes, I'm listening. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my perception of what I see America's all about. Domination, control, profit, exploitation, and they feel they have a right to do it. They go around the world exploiting and taking other people's resources, dominating them and control them through institutions like the World Bank and International Monetary Fund and just printing money, buying resources, making loans dominate and control people. And that's not to say all of Americans, you have some good people here that's Americans, but those who are what they call ruling or in positions of power and authority, that's my uh, perception of what American values are. So on any given day, how, for you, how do you manage your values versus American values. Are they the same? No, they, they, they're not the same. Mine, are, mine is to figure out what my gifts are, what I was gifted by the Creator, and what I'm supposed to use those gifts. Develop them first. You have to develop them, and then you go out and help. And like uh, one of my classmates, Brother Ed, just said, uh, I've done a lot of traveling in this world, and everywhere I'm, I go, I seem to be accepted and like. I, I would use the words like. So I also feel like I'm a citizen of the world. And when people ask me that, you know, in many places, just looking at you, they can't tell. Because when you go in a lot of different countries, say Asia, even some parts of Europe, people look at you, they want to know where you're from and who you are. And like I tell them, like Brother Heads just said, I'm a citizen of the world. I was in Spain many years ago, and the lady kept watching me, and then she came over and said, I'm not trying to be fresh, but you remind me of my father. And I said, wow, that's, that's amazing. That was in Spain, Madrid. So my, my uh, thing in this life is to try to contribute to the development and growth of my fellow human beings, wherever I might be. And share, you know, if I have a little more than I need and I see people in need, I share with them, no matter what their ethnicity, their nationality or culture, I try to share. And that's sort of a big sense of happiness comes from being able to have help. Okay, so you just gave us a highly personalized definition. But you do know you live in a society that has a different way of seeing things and a different way of enforcing their views. How do you navigate every day knowing that you have a different point of view with this idea of national identity or American values? You have your own values. So how do you do that every day and still remain sane for the following day <laughs> to continue? It's 
very difficult. I try to remain patient and focused on my goals and not give in to my, um, I guess you could say, emotions or impulses because it's very difficult to navigate, you know, some of the ways you are treated and approached, not to become impulsive because impulse control is very important because you could easily get yourself into something. And I'm going to give you a quick example. When I drive, I think I'm pretty calm most of the time, but, you know, in this particular country today, a lot of people are really suffering from anxiety disorder, but they don't know it. They work at two or three jobs to try to make their meet their financial obligations. So they're always in a rush. Now, when I'm driving, they drive right up on behind me. Part of me want to stop the car, get out and do something, but it's not worth it. You know, I control the impulses and try to be uh, focused on being calm and collected and and and, 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 and what's the word? Civil. Civil means courtesy. So that's what I try to be, and it's very difficult doing that. Hmm. Well, thank you for contributing to the discussion today. Thank you very much, Mohammed. You're very Positive welcome. from Brooklyn, you're on the air. What is this business uh, of American values? What does it mean to you? Uh, first of all, I'd like to say uh, hi to all the PRN family. Thank you. And uh, I agree with you about Brother David. He sounds a lot better now than he did before to me. So uh, yeah. that's a good thing. Secondly, uh, in regards to the question, I see uh, American values uh, based upon one's environment. One's environment depicts one's values. And I see, uh, in the sense of American values, it's not so much being on a individual level, but more on a collective level. And what I'm saying in short is that if you live in a poor country, your values are not going to be the same as it would be if you live in a country that's more influential, more uh, has more rich or has more uh, uh, access to things that a country that you know that's poor wouldn't have. So, you know, to say you know I'm contrary to popular opinion, I don't bear witness that you can be in America and not consider yourself as a as a citizen. And what I'm saying to you is that to say that you are a citizen from a personal point of view is in one sense, but you're also looked upon as an American citizen from a outlook of a person outside of America. So from a person outside of America, as long as you live in America, you are an American citizen. So uh, the root of what I was, or the principle of what I'm saying to you is that One's values as an American is based upon one's environment. And if you want to go deeper than that, uh, the environment is based upon the thinking of a people or their mindset. How far have you gotten on that, on that uh, trail? How far have you gotten, and are you able to decide when, where you start, where you stop. Your, your own definition of American values and another set of values will take over and you will fall in line. 
Well, um, as I said, um, as I'm saying initially, is that um, you know the values is based upon the environment that I live in. Now, within that within that environment, we can pick and choose uh, this and that, but ultimately, uh, the values are still going to be there, and I'm going to I'm being that I'm um, in that particular environment, I'm going to share those values too. I mean, if I lived in Alaska, I would have certain particulars or certain values uh, different from a person living in a, in a real hot region. So I can't totally get outside that. Even though I may differ between this and that, I'm still a uh, subject of that, of those values, regardless. It's just like to me, you know, when people say they're not really a citizen, you know, that's like saying you're a fish and you're underwater, you know what I'm saying, and you're not, you're not really a fish, but you're underwater, though. In a country the popular opinion, even the fish doesn't realize that it's underwater. It just knows it's a fish. So I can't really be out, totally outside those values, even if I differentiate between this and that. I'm still a subject of that. And me, myself, uh, I may not participate in every particular uh, holiday, this, that, and third, and may distinguish between this particular topic and that topic, be it politics or whatever, but still those values are still affecting me, regardless. So, uh, like I said, initially, uh, the, va- the values is based upon one's environment, period. But it's also, it's also important to keep in mind that this notion of values is what is used very effectively to forge a national identity. And here you may have a conflict. What happens when your notion of values comes into direct conflict with what is commonly held as values? Well, when you say nationally, um, we're more so uh, dealing with a generalized uh, depiction of the values of a particular country. We're not so much dealing with individual uh, points of view. So in that sense, one can hold their individual points of view and still be looked upon a certain way nationally as still being under the larger umbrella of that particular uh, country or environment values. So you, as an individual, may not even feel a conflict of interest in that because you still hold on to, like you see your cause has uh, been uh, expounding on, they still hold their particular individual uh, values, but under the larger umbrella as a country or environment, they would be looked upon and recognized by those same particular values. Whether you as an individual choose to participate in this or that, you know, or the other. And that's how it goes with me, myself as an individual here in America or in this environment. Could you, could you give an example of what it is you're talking about? I'm saying, an example is, as a person, uh, 
and uh, in my 60s, uh, I don't participate in Halloween. I don't participate in Christmas. I don't participate in a, uh, several uh, different uh, national, however national in in this country, uh, holidays as they value them. But if I were to go into another country, it wouldn't take five seconds for you, one with a good observation, to realize that I'm uh, so-called, I'm, I'm American that way. You know, whether I choose to particular, participate in certain things like that, I'm still under the large umbrella an American because I have been shaped by the environment in which I came from. Hmm. Do you run into problems that way? Or do you have a simpler way, a, a way, I should say, of keeping it nice and simple? Wherever you go, this is how you conduct yourself or comport yourself so that you don't end up confused. Patrice, I don't really have problems like that because uh, at this point in day and time in my uh, development, I'm of the mind thing. I don't allow, uh, at least I try not to allow because you know, I fall in some time because it's a, a never-ending journey to me, a, a development for me. I allow my mind to pick uh, my situations. In other words, I put uh, mind over matter as opposed to matter over my mind. You know, and I deal with things like that. In principle, but again, sometimes I know I thought it's like anyone else uh, developing new attitudes or new insights about them, how they see themselves in the world. But I try to deal with things in, in that aspect, you know, you know, regardless of the situations or science, uh, circumstances, I put what I want in my mind and what I want to happen or to, to want things to be and, 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 and let it. Uh, manifest itself on that wise, as opposed to being uh, be uh, reactionary to whatever, or, or capitulate or submitting to whatever uh, what I'm dealing. I mean, whatever's out there hmm. in the larger sense. Well, thank you for this discourse on how you shape your approach to this question of. Uh, American values or values in general. Thank you so much for contributing today. Henry from Chicago, what's your take on values? These these phrases that we've been bumping around for a while today called American values. What what what's that? Okay, well uh greetings you treats and greetings to all the Callers and listeners uh, on this Thank uh, you. important subject. Um, Thank you. I'm going, I'm going to be a pirate today and steal <laughs> some stuff that, you know, that uh, some people have articulated already uh, in regards to, you know, within this particular conversation and in the past experience. So uh, what uh, the caller Muhammad said uh, is the same that I, I, say, I see as values uh, being something very important and what, you know, what is, uh, what needs to be preserved. So I always think about the philosophies of Dr. Martin Luther King 
And it seems like as the older I get, the more I read about him, the more and more and more and more I appreciate him. And he talks about the three evils of the society, racism, Mm -hmm. capitalism, and materialism. And I believe through my experiences, through what I've witnessed, is the basic, uh, the basic American value system. And what I mean by that, and I, and I put it in that particular order, racism, capitalism, and materialism. In this country, as, an over, you know, as a collective, white people are more important than any, anybody else, uh, over, over non-white people. So that's number one. We have to preserve white people in this country. Number two, capitalism. The idea of materialism, grabbing all type of monetary uh, 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 things at any cost, even if it means, you know, removing somebody's humanity, even if it even if it means removing your own humanity. Materialism, money, economic. It, it that that is just it is the it is the ultimate goal for monetary success. And you see this value play out in a lot of things where, especially in the black community, most of, most of our philosophical thinkers are entertainers or people who just have a lot of money and who has a lot of, you know, media personality or whatever. These are the people that most, most black people pay attention to. And then three, militarism. Now, not necessarily the military, but the idea of using violence uh, as a measure of control, as a measure of solving things. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we have things backwards where, you know, most of the time diplomatic, uh, diplomatic uh, uh, processes is normally the first thing a, a humane society would do before they go to war. But we have it backwards here. And I say this because you look at the idea of militarism or the use of violence. Uh, we have a certain section of people in this country who believe that everybody should possess guns and, and, uh, and, and semi-automatic weapons. Uh, we have a certain section of this country where, you know, the police should be militarized. Uh, I would not be surprised in the next couple of years they have full-blown tanks in these cities. I mean, they already have vehicles that are tank-like, but I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago, you know, the Chicago Police Department has a full-blown tank one day. Uh, you have the idea of, you know, just like I said, violence just being the number one option to everything. And I'm not just talking about physical violence. I'm talking about social violence uh, when you when you regards to poverty and where do we put these poor people at. Because all of these three values are connected because when you look at the third option of using violence, as long as it's not hurting the first two, when when it's regarded to white people and then rich people, uh, violence is always the number one option. Uh, Other than that, the only time, uh, the only time uh, diplomatic uh, processes uh, are in place is, is if it's hurting, you know, capitalism and it's hurting white supremacy. So, uh, to me, those are the three values I see in America. 
where do you see your value system? Where is your value system located? Well, unfortunately, uh, and just like with a lot of other uh, people, uh, black people uh, with, with me, uh, we have been, uh, you know, brainwashed into actually, you know, conforming to these values. Uh, as, as a person who is progressing, I am trying to, you know, reshape them uh, away from uh, uh, the, the values that I had just expressed uh, and not in the sense of, uh, you know, not completely, uh, you know, evolving away from it, but at the same time, you know, trying to place a humanity on, on you know, on, on what I value. So, you know, for, you know, for the early part of my, you know, life when I became an adult, you know, money was, was, was a very important thing. And I just felt like, you know, that was the thing to do, you know, just make money and, you know, kind of not not worry about relationships or family or whatever. Uh, I even participate in, you know, the, this this uh, system of white supremacy where, you know, I used to think white was right. Not in a sense, uh, but, but but actually unconsciously, you know. So whenever, you know, there is a lineup, and there's possible criminals in it, you know, the first person I would pick was the black guy, you know, instead of looking at the white guy. So in a sense, we all are, you know, uh, conformed to that system. And then, you know, also, too, you know, we were always taught, too, that we, it, violence is always the way. And not to say that it's not an option, but violence should never be the first option. <laughs> so, uh, but but that's 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 the way we think in America. Violence is always the first option for us. So I'm trying to. Well, we we're going to leave it here for today, okay. but we pick it pick it up again tomorrow because there are quite a few people wanting to contribute to the discussion, and they deserve to be heard. So we will return, or we just uh, put more elastic in the discussion and return to it tomorrow and to give you a chance to uh, that will give you a chance uh, Henry if you have to add more to what it is you're saying today but thank you all for calling in and contributing it's a simple phrase but look how deep it is and we're just skimming the surface. So we'll continue the discussion tomorrow. Thanks so much for contributing today. Bye-bye.